Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast. I'm John Saxbury, your host here at Revival Now. I'm talking to you today on this message series that I'm doing on Ministry of Helps. I'm doing a tandem message. There's two, there's, I'm doing a tandem series, if you were, if you will. Um, it's got one on Saturdays, it's, it's, it's about Ministry of Helps. The one on Sunday I'm doing about Take Up Your Sword. I want to continue on with that tomorrow. That's going to be, tomorrow it's going to be power packed. You don't want to miss it. But tonight I want to talk to you about this, about effective security. Effective security. This is part, everybody should know if you are in ministry or you have a call of ministry on you to be a part of the five-fold ministry, you should, you should get to know this. This is important. This is detrimental to every, every, every single revival meeting you will ever do or anything you do as far as, as, a, as preaching goes. I mean, because a lot of times we all know that in revival meetings comes unbelievers and sometimes the unbelievers are carrying some, carrying some relatives, carrying some friends with them, if you were to say that they're, they're really not your, their friends. And, and there's certain times you get people who don't understand how to operate in the presence of God. They just don't really get it. And there are some people who are just full of demonic power that just want to kill, go after, flat out go after everybody. You know, the devil's a crazy man. He's not extinguished yet. Okay? If you go with me and open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 20. And go with me to verse 28, if you will. Um, we're going to get into the Word here. I believe that getting into the Word with everything you preach and with everything I'm teaching, that it, it should have something to back it up, have a scripture to back it up. Amen. And this is where I believe, this is where this is falls into. And this is, this is, this is from the Holy Spirit himself. You know, the Word, I mean, the Word of God is, inspired and given to us by the Holy Spirit, but we got to get into that word and come into agreement with the Holy Spirit when we read the word. Amen. Okay. Verse 28. I can't talk. My voice is sticking. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the to care for the church of God, which He ordained, and with His own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come among you, not sparing the flock, and from from among your own selves will arise a speaking will rise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone, everyone with tears. And now I command, I commend you to get, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give to you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Basically, what he's saying here is there's people that are in there to dis deceive you. 
There's people that are that are there to get out there and destroy the body of Christ. There's people out there that just flat out kill. Well, trust me, we've had church kill shootings in the past couple ten years. How many church shootings we've had? Okay, basically he's saying this: put people in place during your meetings and in the church to guard the flock. The enemy is going to the enemy is ticked off. They've switched on. they switched owners. They switched ownership. They're serving God and not Him. He's ticked. He wants to take them out. He wants to go after them. Amen. I mean, you all can comment on there, and you can heckle me if you want. I don't care. But I'm t- I'm saying this on I'm saying this for your own good. We've got to work on protection, better protection in the body of Christ. It can Bible Jesus didn't Jesus didn't put this in Acts for no reason. He didn't inspire Paul to write this or Peter or where have you, whoever this was. I believe it was Paul because it was after Acts a certain point in Acts that Paul took over. I believe Peter and Paul. Both wrote the book of Acts. They put this in for a reason. Because you got to have overseers that looked over everyone. First off, and this is a, bu- a bunch of stuff that I've gathered for years. This is stuff I've gathered up. What do you do when you have a suspicious man walking around your church and he's not trying to interact with anybody. He's just kind of sitting back. And he's just kind of scoping people out. Walking around with a backpack on. With a cell phone. Taking video. Of people. Taking pictures of people. Not speaking to anybody. That answer is one. Take the man gently and calmly. You don't ever want to do, worse off, you don't ever want to make nervous reactions or sudden reactions. You do everything calm. You do everything calm, cool, and collective. You take the calmly and coolly collective, start talking to the person, see who he is, see what he's about, and start taking interest and trying to just trying to feel for him in a way that it doesn't, it's not in an obvious manner. You may not, may never know. The guy might be shy. Well, you don't know. But just in case, if he starts to, if he does not want to give out who he is, if he doesn't want to give you a name, who he is, where he's from, that's when you pull him aside. You first brought, first off, so I don't get ahead of myself. You get, you gather up all the security workers. You get meet together. You, you plan out. A, a tactical. You plan out a tactic. You go on. You gather everybody together. Come up with a plan. You send two off to go call the police. You keep the man at bay. Keep him away from everybody. And then when the police show up, you let them take care of it. If the guy finds out the guy checks out all right, then you just tell him, look, there's no cell phones allowed in church. No video. By anybody that we don't know, there's, we don't allow this. We don't. We don't allow backpacks. Please leave the backpack in your car. You know, ha- ask him to go through the backpack. Have the police check the backpack out if he's, if he's if he finds up being suspicious. 
have the police go through everything on him with a fine tooth comb if he were just leaving and they and they take off with him and they and they deal with him from there. Then you go get a restraint then the pastor go get a restraining order and keep him off the property. You know, he can get help other places. He can get spiritual helps other places besides your church. That way you you're 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 protected. Because you know, some some maniac walks in there with a backpack on. He's got he's got carrying them in, inside of him. He's carrying an AR-15 or he's carrying a 45, carrying a Desert Eagle or pulling on an Uzi. No, -uh. I'm not. I'm in my. If I was a senior pastor, I would not take that kind of risk. That's why I say there's. That's why there should be. There's really no reason why anybody should be unless you're a mother with a child or if you're a person on a bicycle and you go to that church. You're a regular member, and the people know you. Then you can have a backpack with you because if you're bicycling, you don't, you can't drive. I couldn't drive. I got my bicycle around the corner here. I had to carry a backpack because I had to carry my extra clothes so I can get dressed into regular clothes. Amen. Other than that, you just you don't you don't allow backpacks. You don't allow them to sit out there videoing, videoing the congregation. Without knowing them, you don't you you don't video people that without you know without that don't you don't know anyway. That's that's just totally taboo. Second, what do I do if something happens in an event? Somebody if an armed man shows up and you see that he's about to do something. First off, try to disable him. Get them. Do not try to get them. You you blindside them. First thing you do is you don't you don't go for his weapon. You go for his arms. You try to hold his arm away. You try to hold his arm away and you try to just you try to put him in an arm bar twist like you see Ronda Rousey. Get him in an arm bar. Put him down. Get some self defense. Get some self defense lessons and teach your teach your security members self defense. Hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff. That way, they know how to disarm them without having use. And yes, I am in favor of security members getting gun training. The Bible says for the, to take up a sword. But Jesus said for every man to sell his clothes. The day shall come that your man shall sell his clothes and take up and buy a sword. That means you buy a weapon. You have security people in there willing to take him out. You see, if you're an armed security agent. You see that, you see that person kind of come in there to do harm. Disable them, take them down. Do the effective shots. You know the effective shots. Take them down, by all means. We don't need we don't need a news, a big news flash. It's going to be on the news regardless. But you don't need. I'd rather see the shooter taken out than fifteen to twenty uh, innocent church members, or they're taking out the entire congregation. Amen? I mean, this is, this is serious stuff here, and a serious day we're living in. Secondly, what do I do when somebody's being disruptive? When somebody is being disruptive, somebody's being disruptive, and there, there's many ways that they're being disruptive. And this is the one of the disruptive when they're when they're talking loudly in church. 
myself, if I that if I'm preaching, I have a rule. Unless the power of God's flowing, people are laughing, people are falling out of the power of God. That's under the order of the Holy Spirit. I have no control of that. I'm not stepping into that one. But if you got somebody that won't stop talking, that won't stop preaching when I'm preaching, I have a rule. If I'm talking, nobody else is. That means eyes are on me. They didn't pay you to come up. They didn't pay that. Pay pay these two ladies over here talking. Come here to talk. They can't pay me to come talk. They didn't pay these two dudes over here going on and on and on to talk. They paid me to talk. They didn't pay you to talk. You don't talk. That's the. If they don't have you getting there to speak, you're not the one in that pulpit. You're to stay quiet. Or to stay quiet. One, if I have to stop the meeting and ask them what it is they'd like to share, if they like to share it, if it's that important, would they like to share it? And if they don't want to share it, well, I'm going to tell them, you know, you need to be quiet. And if they don't want to honor that, then then I'm going to have the ushers, then I have the ushers take them out. Simple as that. Things need to be dealt with right on, right on cue. We live in a day and age where in church it's all allowed and it's, church is a social club and it's not how church is. People have, were, people have dishonored the holy order of God in the church it's, and it sickens me. You know, when that, you're, not, you're not just disrespecting the man in the pulpit, you're disrespecting the Holy Spirit. I mean, you just don't interrupt a man's message. When he's preaching, you be quiet. You shut that mouth. When you're when a man's preaching, you, your eyes your eyes are in your Bible and up on him because you're not reverencing him, you're reverencing the Word of God and you're reverencing the Holy Spirit because you're 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 tying the Holy Spirit's hand. I mean, you don't have any business. I mean, yes, and, and I've been preaching. I mean, one thing that it's a pet peeve of mine if I'm preaching and somebody stands up out of nowhere and I've seen these idiots do this several times. Well, let's thou saith the Lord, blah, 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 And then they start giving this prophecy out that does not even have nothing to do with what's going on in the meeting. That's when you, that's when I take that person and I say, come on, we're going to, I have the ushers take them out to the back room. And that's when the ushers take them to the back room and I have the ushers write, have them write down what, he's, what, what the Lord's given them and have them give it to me. Most of the time, I'm, I'm going to do this. If it's something that's of God, and I see that's of God, I'm going to bring the person up. And I, and I want to reverence the Holy Spirit by bringing the person up and let them share what God showed them. God showed them to, to, to tell us. And then so they can share with all of us under the order of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We've got, and then we've got people who like to sit around and after church and be after church prophets, after church ministers parking lot prophecies stuff like that that is what that's one of my biggest no-nos i mean you we do not know who you are if i do not know who you are personally and I, i'm scheduled to preach whatever how many days it is you don't have any business unless you're the senior pastor you don't have any business trying to minister to anybody that job was assigned to me and that senior pastor. You don't do that. I mean, I've seen people where they've got people up there, they're laying.
hands on them, and they're having drinking part, and then it's like, what are these people? And I'm my am I and I'm looking at this. I'm like, what are they ministering to this person? And a lot of times, it's trying. They're trying to deter them away from what I'm preaching. And it's in 99.9 percent of the time, I've been right. I mean, in Dr. Rodney's ministry, you don't ta- you don't tolerate none of that garbage I talk to. He's on it. Them, his security's on it. They 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 know who every person is that walks in that door before by the time they walk in because you have, you're you're registered and they, you're entered into their system and he's up there watching every person knowing every who every person comes in because it goes straight to his computer and he gets to see it every every person so he gets to pray over them and seeing what where they're from and so he gets to know who's there. We we need to do that more in churches. We need to register people. Have people have register your people that comes in. It's not control. It's called protection. It's protecting yourself. I mean, in Pastor Rodney's church, you don't go. There's no parking lot privacies. No people laying on hands on each other after service. No drinking parties. No trying to get in there and try to corner people. After you've seen God moving on me, you see, oh, you know what? I think the Lord told led me your way to go tell me something. Don't worry about what the pastor's over there saying or what Pastor Rodney or, or Pastor Rick Shelton, just to name a few pastors. I believe God's telling you this. And if you just come with me and we could go off to the side here and we can go out in the parking lot and we can make our way out my car. We can go out in this church down the street where they're holding another meeting down there. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You cross, that person... That that don't happen because he kicked you right out as far as he could kick you, and I don't blame him. I stand one hundred percent behind him. I've seen him do it. Hey, get him out of there. Show him to their car. I've seen it happen several times. We've got to protect the flock, and that's that's, and that means also stopping people who are flaky, flaky in their theology. I've seen people where they were they were grounded in one meeting. I had to point it out to Brother Christian at the time. If Brother Christian's watching this program, he'll probably remember what I'm talking about. There was a group of people. It was this guy going around getting groups of young young people. That he was basically going around young women, just kind of gathering them all up, and kind of wanting to prophesy stuff to them so they can. So he can have his way with him. And I picked up on it right away. And I went straight to Brother Christian. Brother Christian went to Pastor Rodney. And I don't know what. I don't know what happened after that. But I can pretty much get the picture of what happened. He probably pretty mo- most most likely got the food after that. Because I left right after that all took place. And I didn't get to see. Hear about much more. How much more took place from after that. But you don't sit there and you don't try to lure people. I mean, that is one of the worst things you could ever do to, do to a new believer or, or a naive believer is try to discern that is demonic. You are luring them. You are trafficking them away from the church. You're deceiving them. You are a wolf in sheep's clothing. The Lord rebuke you. You need help. You need deliverance. You've got demons you need cast out. I mean, I've seen it. 
that and one of the things we have to protect ourselves from protect is the young ladies and I would mention to mention the young ladies the single ladies in the church by all means please keep us informed keep us informed if anything we see is out of whack I used to work I mean I remember seeing stuff when there was when I was around when I was going to the Tuesday night services I mean these people these guys didn't even co- go to our church and I had to bring it to the pastor to the pastor's attention several times these guys would come into the back of the church at the services the Holy Spirit was being poured out they weren't being ministered to they just kind of stood in the back and they were just kind of staking their claims looking down checking out seeing which ones had the rock on their finger which ones didn't and the ones that didn't they were you could tell they were just kind of like going down there in their group of guys and then they would just kind of like slowly but surely branch off and they would just start playing mr romeo looking for their juliet and you just don't do that if i if i was a pastor senior pastor of a church and i caught that i'd bring the guy up front and i would i would confront him right in front of everybody I'd say, look, all you single ladies, stay away from this creep. Do not go near this creep. And then I'd have have them escorted off the property. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be allowed on her. We've got to protect our single ladies in the church. I mean, this is this is serious business. This has got this is this is a this is a very this is a demonic world we live in. And the devil wants to take them out. And we're talking about people who wants to twist twist the word of God. When it talks about this, you get people in there that that hear something and they try to twist it. You know. And I'm going to say this right now. We're talking about for security measures about people who praying on other people when it's not even their place. You cannot pray for teach people how to talk in tongues. That does not happen. That is the most flakiest thing ever that I that you could ever come up with. That is a supernatural implication that comes from the Holy Spirit Himself. It doesn't. It's nothing that's taught. It's something that's caught. You know, you don't force the anointing on somebody. You don't. The Holy Spirit doesn't force. He comes in like a mighty rushing wind, but yet he settles down like a dove. He's not. A, he's not an intruder. I mean. Secondly, what do I do? And then there's another thing that's been asked that's been asked of me. What do I do if I see something that's not right? A gentleman that's acting right around the ladies. By all means, go to a senior pastor. Go to a senior associate pastor. Point it out. You feel free to open your mouth. You see something not right? Open your mouth. These guys are these creeps are out there, out there trying to just out to destroy the flock of God, and and they, and they will pry, prey on the young ladies. I mean, I've seen several times that, and 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 there's women that are just as bad. They'll just they'll they'll go after guys with money, and they'll they'll be making their rounds with them. The guys with money and then dating them just to get money, or doing other things to get money from them, and. and Getting asking for sexual favors and stuff after church and going and doing stuff. 
duty to do. I, I have no words for that. I mean, they, they need to get saved. I mean, you make, I mean, they, they, they sit around church and they're not disconnected, and they're, they're disconnected, and you wonder, and you start looking in. Best thing to do, if you have any suspicions on anything, go online and look up their records. Look up to see if they've been charged with anything. Go to a case net if your state has one. Look up a case net. Um, go look up through public records, mug shots. Your your state and city your city and state should be able to provide you with mug shots to see what they've been arrested for, if they've been been charged with anything. Look up sex offender registries too. I mean, you got This is you've got to protect. You've got to protect the women in our church. And I believe I'm talking to born again believers. I'm talking about. I think I believe I'm also talking to ministers too. You got people. You got to get out of protectors. We've got to have effective security. We've got to be on it. You can't just sit and and just sugarcoat things. Don't be afraid to confront issues. Don't be afraid to go to your pastor. If you're a, if you're working security, you've got to not. You've got to be on your guard twenty four seven. And if you're a security, do not be distracted. Do not allow any for any distractions. One thing that I've seen that had happened to me when I was security was when I was. Um, I'm not gonna. I'll. I'll no, I ain't gonna say that. Anyway, if you got, if you have a, if you're in wives, if your husband's security, please don't distract him. Don't be distracting when you hand in a baby because you're putting his life in danger along with the pastors, along with your babies. Don't hand him the baby. That that's a no no. That's only way I could describe what how it happened. What happened? And the thing and the thing is, it wasn't my wife that I have now because she knows better. Anyway, keep on your guard. Do not allow for anything come between you and your post. God put you there to watch and pray, not minister, not pray for people. Let's send them over to somebody who's qualified as a, on the prayer team. Don't be sitting there laying hands on them. Just say, look, I you need to go talk to a pastor. I got to I got to sit there and watch and do my job. I'm not allowed to, I'm not I don't mean to be rude, but you know, there's a polite way to do it. We've got to we've got to get this we've got to come to a place where we're but we're protecting the flock better. And in ushers, your role is just as important as the security team. You are a security too. Don't go taking up and bailing after the offerings. Offerings message is done. And after you're done taking up the offering, being an usher is not only being an usher, you're a secure you're just you're just as much a security as the next guy. You see something out of place when you're picking up that bucket? Do something. Act on it now. You notice that person's got something suspicious hanging underneath their seat? Point it out. Speak up. Say something. Be a voice. Use that voice. Point to that security team member. If you, if the best thing to do is drop your buckets and go and hold your hands up. Hold your hands up like this. Just go like this. Walk to the back of the aisle and go like this. Where they can't see you. 
just go like this and then just put them down. They will, the security team will know what you're doing. They'll know what's going on. Because you got, you got to be on crew, brother. I mean, keep your, and keep your eyes peeled. Stay in that service. Keep your eyes peeled on that service. You got to be the eyes and ears for the security team. You're their point man. You're their point woman. Be the eyes and ears for that security team because they can't be everywhere at once. Be the eyes and ears. If you see something, you go. You 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 be the eyes and ears throughout that whole service, from the time that service starts to the time for, for the, to the time the first person walks in the door to the time last time the person the last person leaves. Watch and every, watch out everything. Watch for everything. Don't let anything slip by. Your job is just as important. You're just not a, you're not just a money taker. And a bucket passer. Your job is a is is, is like you're like in a debt you're like in a de, you're like a deputy. You're like a deputy security agent in that service. I mean, this is this is this stuff will save lives. And by all means, if you need to get and, and do I encourage ushers to get gun training? Yes, I do. Because the more you got trained people in there, the better off you're going to be. I mean. All these church shootings, a lot of it could have been avoided if you would have, if they would have had armed security agents in that service with every usher that was able to get qualified, qualified, and be able to take out, take them out before he even had a chance to do anything, to do any harm. The minute that gun should have went out, the minute their gun should have went off, they should have been taken down. But it was because they lacked security. The proper effective security. We've got to have effective security. Second, the money issue. I mean, not second. Well, fourth, actually. Fourth, the money issue. That offering bucket, that offering money, that is God's money. There was something that Benny Hinn said that it really revolutionized me about the, the totally changed me that he said his father said he his father showed him something one day he said here's my dollar and here's god's dollar and he said his dad dropped the god's dollar all the way to the ground he says god's money is heavier than our money because this didn't come with a price that's the same with that offering you do not take your eyes off that offering you don't let people Dip their fingers in. It's not a ministry of help yourself. And if you see somebody dipping your fingers in, in their fingers in that offering bucket, take them out back into the usher's room. Keep them there and then call the police. That is theft. God does not honor theft. The Bible says, Thou shalt not steal. There's other ways that you that they, if they need financial help, they could get it through the they could get it. There's plenty of ministries that will help financially. If they need financial help, there's no sense. And stealing from the house of God. It's pointless. I mean, we've got to we've got to take better measures to do this thing right. And I've got one more else thing that but I forgot. But oh I know what I'm gonna say. In reference of 
security. You've got the... I don't know how to say this. I mean, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to pass it on. I'm already a couple minutes over. But... I will, okay. Uh, when you're when you're security, you don't just go walk around roughing people up and acting like you're the long hand of the law. You're there. You're not only there. You're not only there to protect the people. You're their brother. You're their sister. You're their friend. You get to develop relationships with people. Get to know who people are. Be nice to people. Don't be. Don't be. Buford S. Pusser. You're not hired there to be Buford S. Pusser. I mean, you got to learn how, you got to walk in, you got to, you got to operate in one of the gifts of, you got to operate in all in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, too. It's not just being a police officer and being this long hand of the law and being this rough, rough shot. You want to make somebody defensive, walk around acting like a rough shot. They'll, 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 that'll make them worse. Keep them calm. Talk to them in love. Even if, if they wind up being, you may not know. This person, the people might not, these might, people might be alright. They might just be real bashful. Set in video cameras. There is no reason in God's green earth why anybody should be videotaping at service when it's available at the counter and they could buy it at the counter for a couple bucks. You should, nobody should be walking in there. No bystander should be walking in off the streets with video cameras. Video cameras, when they're video camera, that means they're casing out the place. And they're taking a body count. And they're, they're, they're preparing their body counts. You do not allow video cameras at all. I don't, there's no real need to. I understand that there's times when there's baby dedications, that's fine. Baby dedications, it's fine. Um, get people being ordained, that's fine. People being baptized, water baptized, fine. That the only when the pastor allows it, but any other, any just the regular service when there's no, video cameras shouldn't be out. I mean, that's that's a big no no. Um, that's what that, I mean. Down in Dallas, Texas, they had a guy walk in a service and was videotaping it and they and video you taking on a cell phone, doing cell phone video shots of the whole entire congregation or worship. And thank God for the security that Pastor PD Diggs had at the time. It was it was in Dallas, Texas. They were taking they, they pulled the guy back, come to find come to find out the guy was from Al Qaeda. He was in there videotaping to see what he could see how much he could take out. So he could send it back over to see how much they wanted him to take out. What kind of a bomb they wanted to do. And they wound up getting the guy deported and everything. And he was spared. Thank you to the security officers that got the, the congregation safe. I mean, when we're, when we, when safety's marginalized and security's marginalized, Accidents and catastrophe is inevitable. We don't marginalize on security ever, ever. Even the Bible even here speaks about it, and and it's written several times through the Bible to watch and pray. 
there were people the pe- back in the Old Testament they said, well, how, how, how could that mean you get to have armor and, and Jesus going to protect Jesus said to himself that if this is coming from God himself doesn't mean don't you mean don't you think we should be doing it I mean even in the Old Testament they had armed guards in front of the temple and anybody pulled anything they got their head sliced off they got destroyed by Israeli Israelite so Israel soldiers I mean you got you got torn apart I mean you were in for a beatdown so what do you think today what, what if God doesn't change what's today what do you think we should be doing today amen um and that's about all I have to I've got to say and I mean and I in next week I'm going to be doing effective ushering about what we should be doing as ushers about greeting people about and stuff like that this is all this is and then finally I'm going to do the, the final part the what should we do how should we be treating the house of God our stewardship to the house of God and being stewards of that which God owns Amen. All right. I know I kept you over the 30 minutes that I normally keep you, but I just felt like this is something that should be said. Amen. I love you. Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every person that's watching this and listening to this by by podcast and by Facebook Live and you're streaming Facebook Live. I thank you for every person that's that's being helped through this, and I thank you that for the people who are working Sunday in and Sunday out in all of the Bible meetings, the security agents that are working, keeping us safe. Lord, protect them. Give them wisdom and knowledge, and we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." I love you. Jesus loves you. Have a we'll see you tomorrow. And this is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. For more information on our ministry, please email me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. Love you and have a great Sunday morning service.